0: Brittany Estep.
1: And I'm Chip Richter.
0: And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast.
1: A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today with this new episode. This is an episode that was recorded several weeks ago. Another one of these that were kind of from before the pandemic thing all started in the isolation and all the uh, things that are going on around that. But it's a great episode. It's one that I thought I'd actually lost, believe it or not. Well, I found... I didn't really find the, the good audio. I found instead the zoom audio so the audio quality of this one is not great but it's a really good episode it's part one of a conversation that we have with a special guest all about the Enneagram so I am excited to share it with you we're gonna jump right into it with Brittany coming in and we're gonna just I'll be back with you at the end of this episode so I hope you enjoy this one
0: It's good to be with you all today. How are you doing, Dad?
1: I am doing well, and uh, happy to see your face, Britt. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we also have a really special guest with us today. So, Aunt Monica, do you want to say hello? Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Monica.
0: She's a reoccurring. She's a reoccurring special guest.
1: Well, Monica and Bruce are no strangers to our podcast. They were on our podcast. Kind of in the early beginning, it was up the episode we were talking about communication and talking within your family. And you got we got to hear a lot about your story, Monica, which you have quite a story. So I'm just going to encourage our listeners to, yes, check out Monica's story because it will be encouraging to you, inspiring. And um, But we're not going to take time now to talk about it. We're going to get right into what we invited you here for. And those are episodes 14 and 15, so you can check those out. But here's what we... We invited you here for because Brittany and I have um, now and then on our podcast referred to and flirted with the Enneagram number. <laughs> and um, we kind of know nothing. We know, we know enough to probably get us in trouble with it. Or I, I shouldn't speak for Brittany. I speak for myself. I, Brittany means it more than I do. But um, I don't know if our listeners have heard of the Enneagram, but... This, I you, Monica, know uh, quite a lot more. You have a passion for it, and we, we've had several good conversations around the dinner table. Oh, my goodness, can't wait for those days! I know, I know. <laughs> um, a, a, on this topic, and I told Brittany we should invite you and Monica on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, that's why, yeah, yeah. So well, I'm really you.
2: excited. Good. Thanks for asking <laughs> me. Yeah.
1: Thanks for joining us. This is awesome. Well, can you listen? Because I think this would be a great sort of primer or introduction, maybe, this episode for somebody who's never ever heard of it before. Maybe what would you? How would you describe it? Well, tell them. Tell us what it is. What's the Enneagram.
2: okay? Well, I'm by no means an expert. Um, I have been learning about the Enneagram for several years now, and I have always loved like personality tests especially like the disc profile. But I remember when I was a kid, um, the big one out was talking of like four different personalities. There was the otter, the beaver, the lion, and the golden retriever, you know, and they all were something. But I remember as a kid being really fascinated by that.
1: They were all in a Disney movie together. (laughs) Girl,
2: I'm sorry.
0: Let her talk, Dad. Let her talk.
2: Oh dear! Yeah, you are a seven chip. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> I was the golden retriever actually. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Okay. I was. Yeah, I, I believe. I'm,
1: uh, we're, we're, I'm sorry. I'm leading us astray. I'll be okay. quiet.
2: <laughs> so, just as I, you know, have grown older and just studied more and learned more about myself, and people around me. I love people and relationships and. I've always like been really fascinated by that. And my husband and I have done some premarital counseling. We've always used personality profiles um, to help like with, you know, relational, especially in marriage, new marriages and young adults. And it's just, I've always loved it.
1: Can we just say, just let's just, can we just uh, throw out there? Why, why is it important to understand personality? I mean, what, what's, what value do we get from that? Maybe we could just express that or you could share that. What were your thoughts about it after using it as a tool? But I mean, for yourself and also counseling too.
2: I think it helps you understand people um, because we're all wired differently. And when we expect people to think like we do or relate to things that we like we do, it causes a lot of conflict in our relationships and a lot of breakdown. And when we be, can become aware of how we're wired and how other people are wired, it's like the light bulb goes on and you realize they're not trying to hurt you. They just do not think like you, you know, like there's a lot of, um, angst and, um, conflict that can be resolved by understanding that not everybody thinks like you or feels like you or doesn't feel like you or, you know, whatever it is, it's really, um, I think it's really beneficial to relationships. Yeah. And so several years ago I had heard, a friend had mentioned to me about the Enneagram and I thought, Oh, I've never heard of that one. And I started kind of looking into it. And then I, then it was everywhere, everywhere Mm. you turn, you know, there's stuff about it. And I'm like, I, how come I've never heard about this? And it's so fascinating. The more I've learned, the more I've studied, it is fascinating. And to me, it's more than just, um, it's been a healing journey for me to understand my Enneagram number and actually um, one of my, I went to a workshop last fall and on the Enneagram and the woman who did the workshop was trained by one of the great Enneagram teachers that brought it into the modern era and her name Helen Palmer was that teacher and she says the most compelling reason to learn about the Enneagram is to lessen your own suffering. Mm. And so, you know, we, when you hear the Enneagram, you see all these cute little Instagram Enneagram, you know, accounts that have all these funny memes and they kind of put people in boxes. But the reality is the Enneagram is to, to lessen your own suffering for you to be able to grow, to understand why you have the, um, I'm not even sure how to word it, why, you know, you have the pain that you have or the uh, conflict inside yourself. um, And really...
1: Like just the kind of the inner turmoil that we all find sometimes that we can't really explain, but it's just, just, it's in us. And this is what the Enneagram is helping to sort of help us process what's
2: happening. And I've, I've, I, um fully believe that because that's what my experience with it was. You know, I kind of like found out about it. I just dabbled with it. And then I like kind of dove deeper. And then I was like, I just feel like God really used it as a tool to like bring so much healing to my heart, understanding to why I was feeling so sad about things in certain areas of my life. And when the light bulb came on, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is it makes so much sense. And I like to say that um, the Enneagram brings illumination hmm. and the Holy Spirit brings transformation. Oh, that's so good. I feel like that's how God's used it in my life. You know, the Enneagram has illuminated so many things and then God was able to come in and transform my heart. And it's been really, really
0: good and powerful. Good. That's awesome. I know i I um, dove into Instagram a little bit. I read the book "The Road Back to You." Yeah, that's a great place to you know that, start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the book I read. Um, and my my experience with it was when I got to the number that was probably me. I, like I kept, I was like reading. I was like, "Oh wow!" wow. And then I was like, <laughs> "No, no, no!" And then I was like, "I love this one <laughs> And I like put it down. And I was like, "That was terrible." <laughs> and then like you have to like work yeah. hard to get back like pick it back up because like I felt like I felt like it really well I told Jeff I was like I didn't realize how messed up I am like not in a negative (laughs) way but like I just realized I had some deeper heart issues that that kind of came to the surface when I was reading through that and I was like I got some work I got some work to do but that was that was so interesting when you found that number that like resonates with you it's it, it's supposed to be like personal yeah. like that, very I think, awesome. right? At least yes. it was for me. I'll, I'll personal. Yes, it
2: is. It's very personal. And I like. I had that experience too. I was reading through my number and I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst. Who would ever, who would, want, nobody wants to be this number. Oh. <laughs> it was me. <mean. laughs> yes. But you know, um, there's lots of tests out there that, um, people take, say, oh, I'm a one and a five and a six, you know, or I'm this and that, or like, you can't just take a test and say, this is what I am. It, it doesn't work that way. And you are one number, you know, there's, it's a complex thing, you know, and it's actually very, it's ancient. It's been around for centuries, which is fascinating. And it has kind of come across the world and across religions. And it was in the 1920s that, um, they that modern uh, thinkers brought modern psychology to it and it was used in desert communities of monks to for just like the growth of the brothers you know like they you know whoever was the um mentor like knew the enneagram and they would not say oh you're this number this number they would lead them through a path of um discipleship that led this person to growth like and like kind of knowing it's really fascinating to me yeah, how yeah.
1: it all and it wasn't so really, until i'm sorry
2: well, go ahead
1: really the so the monks were using it as a tool
2: mm-hmm.
1: as part of the spiritual practice that they were doing with the young monks as they were coming in is that what as i'm understanding it yes that's exactly what you're understanding
2: yeah. yeah and
1: i love that i'm going to say it again what you said earlier because this is what they were doing i think probably In both ways, where the Enneagram was being a tool for illumination, but then the Holy Spirit there in the midst of that sacred space was bringing transformation. And I think that's really a powerful combination when you think about it, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Or a delicious one like peanut butter and jelly. You know, you put two (laughs) things that are just meant to go together that are very different, but absolutely perfect and I yeah. I can sense that that's the case. So I interrupted your I keep going. No, that's
2: Sorry. okay, that's okay. So it was kind of like in the 70s when it kind of, um, well, it started kind of in Berkeley, California um, with the Jesuit community. And then it spread from there and went to Chicago and Cleveland, Ohio, like, and so it became, you know, more commonplace, a, people, a tool for people to use to help people grow. And um, so it's just fascinating to me that it's been around for a long time. And um, someone said, the deeper you go in the process of the growth on the Enneagram, the more difficult it can become, at least for a while. And difficult. if you don't do the work, it's useless.
1: Sorry. I, no, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Difficult. Difficult in what way when you say difficult? Personally
2: difficult. Like, you know, Brittany's first reaction, my first reaction, like, oh my gosh, and you got to go there. You got to go to those places. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point to the Enneagram. It's not putting people in boxes. And and really, you're not supposed to label other people. Like, it's a very personal journey because it's about the deepest reasons you do what you do. Mm -hmm. It's about the deepest motivation of your heart.
1: And only you. Richard Rohr is someone I, who I read and, and whose teachings I uh, appreciate. And he is pretty high up on the Enneagram thing. He really talks a lot about it. In fact, he has a couple books that I haven't read, but I want to. But he said, he talks about the Enneagram really bringing us to our true selves. You know, it's the, the core of who we are. It, it's so, and it's so hard to get to, to that place because there's so many layers on us, you know, like an onion, but that true self that's its, it's he, he describes it as our unborn self, and our self that will never die. It's the—it's the self that God knew before the foundations of the earth. It's the self that's hidden in Christ with God, and—and and there's an eternal, there's an, this eternal aspect of us and this incredible oneness with God. About that, and so as we are. You know, all journeying on a spiritual journey. Brittany and I have talked a lot about our spiritual journey. I think this Enneagram thing, you know, is a, would, would be an awesome tool for you to, if you want to draw close. Because when you're when you're discovering your true self, you're discovering God. That's really what we're what what that that said. That's what Richard Rohr is kind of saying. I think there's some truth to that. So anyway, go
2: uh, on. <laughs> I love I love Richard Rohr, and in the workshop I went to. Sister Cheryl, she said the outer self is your false self. And that's what causes all of our pain. So Mm -hmm. that's like where your personality is, shows up and causes a lot of your pain. The true self is who you really are. And it's who is known by God. So yeah, the Enneagram is a total, a tool. It's a tool to freedom from your unconscious patterns. You know, because we all kind of go keep, we're getting these ruts, yeah. We think these thoughts, we feel these feelings, we do these things, you know, so it's like your unconscious pattern. And so when yeah. you become conscious of things, then that's
0: when you can like change your pattern, change your thinking, change your,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can grow. And I I, I do like it because it talks a little bit about like, this is what you look like in your health yes. and this is what you look like in your weakness. Um, And I think you kind of lean towards different numbers in your strength mm-hmm. and then your weakness, mm-hmm. and as another part, I remember reading the weakness mm-hmm. of mine or like the number, and I was like, "How does he know that I do that? <laughs> like, I like I could check every box, and I I didn't even recognize that that was a time of of me not operating out of my best. Like, I just thought I just stressed or I just overwhelmed, but like I realized those habits is a sign of me, like not actually operating at a healthy place. And that was really revealing to me. Yes. That is really, that is
2: helpful. I remember like looking at that and I'm like, Oh, I don't do that. And then I just would think
0: about different things. I'm like, Oh my gosh,
2: I've totally (laughs) done
0: that. Like, oh, I know it was me. I I was just so baffled, but I felt like somebody like went into my head or like followed me around for a while. And I was like, this is odd but it really helped me even more than understand myself I helped me understand um Mm -hmm. a a lot a lot um to a point that I was just like I was almost more baffled that I felt like this book or the people there told me something that I've been trying to figure out for the last (laughs) seven years that we've been married and they like put it into words and I was like oh my goodness and it was just so you know, that was really free. That was really free. I would
2: encourage you to read the book, um, The Road Between Us. Susan Stilbill wrote okay. it. She was one of the authors of The Road Back to You. But The Road Between Us is about relationships between the numbers. It's oh, really interesting. Good. But I should back up. We should back up a minute and just kind of explain for people who don't know what the Enneagram, if they don't know anything about it. Yeah, I, was, I was
1: I was going to bring us there too because I, I we we were kind of getting into it talking about our numbers yeah. and different things. We haven't said I don't think we have said our numbers yet. I think Brittany and I, I mentioned it so. once before, but we'll save that till you can give us give us an overview of what okay. the numbers are all about and what that mean and you know kind of a yeah. You know.
2: Okay, well I would say the enneagram is it's it's like nine. It's a circle and there's nine numbers around the circle and each number is a different type of personality. Um, and it's, it is very complex. I like to say, if you think of each number as a color, so let's say one is blue, you can have baby blue and you can have all the way to midnight blue, all the blues in between. And so, you know, it's not putting you in a box and saying, if you're one, this is what you look like. Cause you can have ones that like, how can they be a one and how can they be a one? Like, there's just, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of, it's just, that's what's so fascinating to me is like, it's not Mm -hmm. like you're just in this little box. There's, and there's different levels of health and different um, subtypes and wings and, you know, there's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, it can be very complex the deeper you go. But, so there's basically nine numbers And in each, in the circle of nine, there's three different sets of um, your centers. You have your heart center, your gut center, and your head center. So there's three numbers that are in their head, three numbers in their heart, three numbers in your gut. So it's kind of divided into those areas. And it is hard to do like just a simple overview because it is so complex. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is. But one through nine are the numbers. And so in the gut, the gut triad, you have your eight, your nine, and your one. Eights are the champions. They're powerful, really strong personalities. Your nines are your peacemakers, your peacekeepers, and they're pretty chill. And your ones are your hardworking evaluators. Um, and there's different um, names for each thing, depending on who, who you've learned under. So they can be called a lot of different things, you know. but they're all mean the same, they're all the same. Eight, I have. you can either be like the champion or the challenger. The nine can be your um, negotiator or your peacemaker and your one is your evaluator or your perfectionist. So those are just two different, you know, and I know there's at least one or two more um, labels people give them, but, so those are kind of all in your gut. These are people that like to move and, um, but they're all very different, you know. Mm -hmm. They are very different. And then you have your heart, the heart triad, Um. And so those are the people that um, have a lot of feelings and um, type twos can either be your assistant or your helper. Type threes are your administrator or your performer. Type fours are an author or the um, romantic or the individualist. Um, and it, within each triad, your gut, your heart, your head, like there's two that really look like they're operated in that. And there's a number that looks like they don't at all. And um, so like, there's a like threes don't look like they're full of feeling, but they really are. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's so many, it's hard to do a simple overview, but anyway, so that's your gut, your heart, and then your head, the the three numbers in the head are the five, six, and seven. So fives, um, they can be called the sage or the investigator. Your sixes, the facilitator or the loyalist. And seven is your optimist or your enthusiast. You know, there's just lots of different. um, Or your sunshine (laughs) pumper. Sunshine pumpers, (laughs) (laughs) yep. But, really the, the bottom line is it's kind of about what is at the core of what motivates you. So that's why it's hard to take a test and that asks you a few questions and it come out, Oh, I'm this, you know, cause a lot of tests say, Oh, you're like 85% this 60% this. And, and the reality is you are one number. Mm-hmm. So when you take a test, And you get a result it's good like then for you to go to those numbers that you were high on in that test and investigate those and say oh yeah these are things that really resonate with me or you know and sometimes it takes people a really long time to nail down what they are it did not take me long to nail down what I was but um I mean I have pages and pages of notes and books and
1: Well, there you have it, part one of our conversation with Monica Strieffler about the Enneagram and how it can be an effective tool for us in our relationships, also in understanding maybe our own uh, internal processes, how we work, and uh, we're going to continue this conversation with Monica um, with a hopefully a better a better audio experience for you because things are loosening up as i said it earlier in this podcast this was recorded several weeks ago and now we're getting to the place where we're actually going to be able to get back together in a little bit more so we're going to have monica back in the studio we're going to continue our conversation because she like as she just said she's got a ton of things to share so I hope this has wet your whistle or wet your appetite or interested you some. I hope you'll explore the Enneagram uh, a bit more. I'll be posting in the show notes. Here's some links here for uh, you to check out. The books that were mentioned and some other resources too. There's a ton out there. So, Well, thanks a lot for listening today. We hope you will join us again next time for another episode of the Roots and Wings podcast. If you want to send us an email, remember you can do that by just sending it to me, chip at chiprichter.com. You can send an email to Brittany, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chiprichter.com. And don't forget our website, rootsandwingspodcast.com. And also Instagram, Facebook, we're, we're there too, Roots and Wings podcast. You can check us out. All right, thanks a lot, everyone. Stay safe. Stay well, and we'll look forward to being with you again next time.